the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Well, good morning, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock, and for the next couple hours, we're going to talk about cars and motor homes and vehicle emissions and oil and tires and what do I do about this and what do I do about that, all that kind of stuff. You're welcome to join us. All you have to do is give us a call, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. I think you're going to want to tune in at the about the 32 mark of this half hour, the first half hour, so 10.30, 10.32, be there at 10.30. At 10.30, I have done and an, I have created an example of, of a part from where it was built to when it got to your car. All the steps I've identified, I've identified the dollars. So I've got everything down, and then um, I'm going to share with you a bunch of points because I've identified this guy as I call around to different parts gurus that I respect and have known for 30, 40, sometimes 50 years. Who's the best guy to talk about from cradle to my car? Wherever. I just, and virtually everybody gave me one name. So I called him up and I said, will you talk to me about this? And he says, if you don't give anybody my name... <laughs> I said, I won't, I promise. And he says, okay. He says, yeah, well, tell me what you want. I says, what I want to do is I want to track a part from the drawing board, the bid process, then the manufacturing plant, and then where does it go from there, where does it go from there, where does it go from there, and when do I get it as the installer, and when does the customer get it, and they're the final. that's the final place for this part. In the process of, of part auto parts, we have what we call Warehouse Direct, WDs is the short name for them, and WDs is the warehouse that then distributes to the jobbers, and the jobbers are places like Parts Authority, Factory Motor Parts, O'Reilly's, Napa, CarQuest, AutoZone, so those are jobbers, and jobbers then sell to you and to me at different prices. Obviously, because I'm spending sometimes, I don't know, $30,000 a month for parts, I'm going to guess, I'm probably a little bigger in their world than you are. Um, So once it gets to the jobber, then it gets to the installer, me, and then it gets to you. So I'm going to tell you about an $8.50 part that's going to end up at $72 in your car. And I'm going to describe to you every place, everybody that touched it. That'll be at the bottom of the hour at 30. 
I'm still waiting for a couple of pieces of information to finish it out. <laughs> but it's it basically starts off about a motor mount. It's a motor mount, and, and this was a random pick. It's an upper engine motor mount for a 2004 Ultima, and that's what we're talking about. Now, this guy, this secret agent guy, um, has tracked that part back to where it's built, and it's built in China. And so he knows, he shook hands with the guy that owns the factory. He's been there. He's been part of the testing process and the quality control of the part he's building. Then he knows about the transportation. He knows where it goes first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, and your eighth, something like that. And so everybody kind of talks about the pricing, and, and it's stepped on. It's called stepped on. So the jobber buys it, and then he sells it to me, but it's been So he keeps a little bit of the money, and the price keeps going up. The very bottom guy is the guy that welcomes it to the United States of America. And, there, and there's a lot of information associated with this. But it's it's interesting to me because we've always... I, I've been, I worked at a gas station in, in Tempe in, in 1968. And Ken's Broadway Shell at Broadway and Priest. I learned how to pump gas. I learned how to bubble balance tires. I learned how to patch tires. But Ken was adamant we wouldn't plug tires. And f- from that day forward, nothing in my shop has ever plugged a tire now i'll take i'll take that back yes we've plugged tires we've been out off-road vehicles we've been a long way away from help and somebody will get a stick through their tire and we will all together plug that thing until it looks like a porcupine so we can get that person home but as far as plugging a car that's going to carry a family at highway speeds the answer is is my facilities never participate in that ever we patch your tire from the inside and so those are the kinds of things that we can talk about. A lot of fun stuff with respect to just helping you understand what's going on. I'm at the end. I'm going to tell you right now that the installer is at the end of that, except for the person whose car we're working on. So you are the final customer and the owner of that part. I make the most money on that part. <laughs> but I also have to warranty that part, and I have to deal with that part in its afterlife and and they reward me that way and they let me make the most money on this part because of that and so that's kind of how it works so at the end of the day in about 20 minutes i'm going to go through that it actually it's going to be like gil i think it's 32 after the hour 33 about, something like uh, that 34 34 gil says it's 34 now gil flies the airplane i get to sit in the back coach area and every once in a while he'll let me come up to first class but he's the one that yells in my ear when i miss my spots and miss my outs and all that other kind of stuff but i've been with gil since 19 2011 so i've been with him for 12 years and of all the guys i've worked for all the guys that have been in charge of me He's done the very best job of all of them <laughs> because Thanks, we just grow together. <laughs> That's why. And so um, I can always count if I look up at the clock and I'm supposed to be at it 20 seconds and I'm not going to hit it, I can be out at 22 and he'll cover my butt. He knows how to push the buttons and make up two seconds somewhere else. 
And it's pretty amazing because in radio, when they say that we want you out at 58 minutes and 50 seconds, your butt better be out at 58 minutes and 50 seconds. Unless, of course, Gil's running the board. <laughs> That's fine. He'll cover for you. <laughs> and he never. Had, and the great thing about Gil is he never asks for favors. You know, he says, hey, I, I bailed you out on that uh, out the other day at the bottom of the hour. Um, how about a set of tires? No, Gil doesn't do that. No, I <laughs> just doesn't do that. <laughs> he doesn't do that. <laughs> anyway, 602-508-0960. Do we have a caller? Yes, sir. Uh, um, Rob is your first caller. Rob, good morning. How can I help you? Well, I hope you can. Okay. I've got an older Chevy pickup truck, and we decided to take a... Uh, LS motor out of a 2002 Tahoe and put it in there so it's a little sportier, if you know what I mean. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm having a little overheat problem. Uh, It heats up, fills up my overflow, but it doesn't suck it back in. I'm wondering if you got any suggestions. Okay. You have a thermostat in it? it? It does have a thermostat in it. Okay, like a 195, I'm thinking? Uh, somewhere in that frame, okay. maybe a 180. Okay, okay. So, and when you say it's overheating, do you have a number, or can you put the needle on the gauge for me? Uh, it jumps, uh, uh, it jumps up to maybe about 210, 220. Okay, okay. Um, I'm going to argue with you about overheating. Because, um, and I'll tell okay. you why, um, we all we never knew this until when they put O2 sensors on cars. We never knew this. But we're going to create a lot of water in the oil, and everybody wanted to run a 160 thermostat or a 180 thermostat, and when we went to computerized cars, we went to a 195 thermostat, and we want those dogs to run at 200, 210 uh, degrees, 220 degrees. That's what we want. And here's why we want that. Every time you shut that motor off, it's going to shed water. So the air inside the engine is going to condense. And as it, the motor, the warm motor and the warm air cools off, it creates water. So every time you shut it off, depending on a lot of different variety, you're going to have between one and three or four drops of water that end up in the oil. And everybody knows that water boils at 212. So we got to run that motor up there above 212 in order to boil the water out of the oil, and the PCV valve will vacuum that vapor and send it out the tailpipe. And that's why new engines with big thermostats and high temperatures, that's why they last for two and three and four and 500,000 miles, where you and I probably, I'm guessing about your age, Rob, you and I probably came from, you put valve guide seals at 50,000 miles, and, and you were rebuilding that, that dog at 100, because it, it puked oil so bad. So this is just different. So that, and then as far as not sucking it out of the, in, of the, of the coolant jug, as, as the engine cools off, the coolant level drops, and we're supposed to suck coolant into the engine. Oftentimes, there's an air leak somewhere. And it sucks air rather than coolant. So you need to have a special okay. cap. And I would buy a stamped cap, a 14, 15, 16-pound stamped cap. I want that thing to get hot where the upper radiator hose is stiff to the touch and you can't handshake uh-huh. the hose and count to three. Okay? Okay. 
Okay. And, and, and that means it's warm and good. And then I want you to walk away and come back in five or ten minutes, and I still want that upper hose to be stiff. That means we're holding pressure. Okay. We're holding pressure. And then that cap, I, you need to look up a cap that's for that vehicle that you pulled that motor out of, and I think it's going to be a 16-pound cap with a lever. Okay. And All so right. the, the cap will let... 17 pounds go into the overflow then as the coolant and the engine cools off and the coolant level drops in the motor the valve opens up and it sucks wet coolant out and to make sure that in your coolant jug the the pipe inside the hose inside goes within a half an inch of the bottom of the jug oh okay all right okay because we got to suck coolant, but if if somebody took the stem off the cap, it's got a nipple. We need a piece of vacuum line or fuel line five or six inches long that goes down into the coolant, so we can suck it back out. All right, all right. You got. Now you promised to call me at. back and tell me how I did. <laughs> <laughs> it depends on what I'm doing next Saturday. You know how Saturdays are. I'm with you. I'm with you. Or you well, can Saturday email me, the Mark. Day for you, but <laughs> yeah, no, it's 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 a fun day for Mark. It's it's I work Monday through Friday, but it's a fun day for Mark. Mark at MarkSalem.com. You can send me an email. Mark with a K at MarkSalem.com. You can send me an email and tell me how I did. But I love these kinds of questions because we just have to kind of change technology in between our ears. And if if you run that fuel injected motor um, at two ten. 220 um, it's going to love you and last forever and you're not going to have any sludge problems in the engine and you're not going to have a whole bunch of, of black marshmallowy stuff underneath the intake manifold when you pull it off and so the inside of the engine will be nice and clean but anyway thank you very much rob 602-508-0960 602-508-0960 the lines are wide open and we're going to give you back in a minute Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Odyssey.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. What is really going on in the real estate market? This is a question we get almost every day. This is Phil and Josh, hosts of Arizona Real Estate Matters, which airs every Sunday from 2 to 3 right here on 960 The Patriot. This isn't some one-hour real estate infomercial. Arizona Real Estate Matters covers what is happening today in our real estate market. We discuss the current and ever-changing real estate facts and statistics that affect the largest purchase that you'll probably ever make. So for the most up-to-date real estate information affecting the real estate market today, tune in to Arizona Real Estate Matters every Sunday from 2 to 3 right here on 960 The Patriot. I don't want to go blind from diabetes. I don't want to lose a foot or a leg. I don't want to have kidney failure, so I'm taking control. I'm controlling my diabetes. It's making a huge difference. I'm eating healthy and staying physically active. I'm taking my medicine. If I can do it, anyone can. Control your diabetes for life. Call 1-800-438-5383. I'll be honest, the first few months were tough. When I left the military, I was excited for a fresh start, but civilian life has been harder than I thought it would be. Figuring out a new career while also being a good mom, wife, and friend. Some days I'm barely keeping my head above water. And with the transition and everything I'm juggling, I'm spread too thin. I finally realized that it's hurting my mental health. To get back to enjoying life again, I needed to get help. Opening up to someone was a big step for me. I I saw that 
I'm not alone and that there are tools to help me overcome what I'm going through. With support, I feel like I'm heading in the right direction. Discover how other women veterans like me have learned to thrive after military service by taking care of themselves and their mental health. Visit maketheconnection.net slash women veterans. This is the story of a very special woman. In a matter of seconds, she turned herself into a great mathematician or an entrepreneur. Her knowledge was limitless and still is. She could also make monsters disappear especially those that lurked in the shadows under the bed. Once, this woman put back together a teenage girl's broken heart, which had been shattered in a thousand pieces, just by giving her a bear hug. She masqueraded as a regular person at work, but as a superhero at home. Everyone knows her as Gabriella. I still call her mom. Your hero needs you now. And AARP is here to help. Find the care guides you need to help, complete with tips and resources, at aarp.org caregiving. A public service announcement brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock, and we're going to go to the phones right after I tell you about Action Auto. Tom at Action Auto, he's up at Deer Valley in the I-17, the northwest corner. He's been my friend since 1983. I know he's honest. I know he knows how to fix cars. I know he knows how to hire technicians that really can fix cars. He's been around a very long time. He's well known for quality workmanship. And customer service is a word that, good customer service is a word that's common when I get nice emails about Action Auto Repair. So that makes me happy. I-17 in Deer Valley, Action Auto Repair. Jeff, you're up. How can I help you? Well, thank you. I appreciate you being there. I uh, discovered you a couple of months ago, and because uh, I grew up, listen, I'm calling. Oh, by the way, I'm calling from uh, from California, from your Belinda, and I grew up listening to Leon Kaplan uh-huh, uh-huh. Of, uh, out of L.A. And then I discovered you, and I really I've been listening to you every Saturday. <laughs> well, thank you for that. You know, I I knew Leon. Um, I started radio in 1988, but he was before me, and. Um, oh, yeah. There was times I would call him and say, I had somebody that, 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 and he'd go, this is how you handle that, Mark. <laughs> and so he, he was a mentor to me. I, 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 am, um, I am very indebted to him. He, he holds the record for being the longest on-air talent on KABC. Oh. 30, 30, 35 years or something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he, yeah. he was the king. He was the king of yeah. car talk shows. I have an oil question and then a follow-up question. I okay. had the oil changed on my ES350. I have a Lexus ES350, and uh, and I wanted to I, I've switched. I wanted to switch to full synthetic, and uh, so after he got done changing the oil, I looked at the bill, and it said five W thirty, and it. it is that a full synthetic? I thought full synthetic started with a zero. No, no. Um, it's entirely possible that that 530 is a synthetic, and it's more likely than not that it is a synthetic. Now, you, what what we're seeing today is all the oil values, and, and, and a 530 flows like a 5 weight when it's cold and flows like a 30 weight when it's hot. That's what that mm-hmm. means. Um you're right because the big dog in the town today 
and that's going to be here for a very long time is a zero twenty. And you're getting. I'm trying to get gray-haired guys to let me put zero twenty in their monster diesel trucks, and I'm having a tough time <laughs> because they don't like the idea of a zero twenty. But in reality, as we progress through the oil from the thirty weights, forty weights, and you know, ten thirties, ten forties, twenty fifties, blah blah blah. We've gone to where you know what we don't need peanut butter in the engine. We can cover them with a zero twenty, and zero mm-hmm. twenty is uh, an oil that uh, is does does exceptional work. So, um, five thirty now. Here's more important. What kind of oil change interval did he tell you to use at after putting synthetic in it? Well, um, I think he said it for five thousand. Okay, I, I'm going to disagree politely with that, and here's why. First of all, I've been trained by both Valvoline and Chevron, so I'm an oil expert in their eyes anyway. Um, a conventional oil, which is what you and I were brought up on, that's mm-hmm. three to 5,000 miles. A semi-synthetic that they won't tell you what the semi means, <laughs> so you don't know if you're a 90-10 or a 50-50, the semi-synthetic picks up at 5 and goes to 7,500. The synthetic picks up at 7,500, and depending on your owner's manual, go to 25,000. So, Even if it would, would it take me like two years or so to, it, to do that? That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. The the oil can do it um, as long as the thermostat is the correct thermostat and as long as the rest of the cooling system is in good shape, then there is no problem. I have trucks in the 70s and 80s that I'm putting zero twenty 20 in. I put zero twenty 20 in my truck one-ton Dodge diesel that I drive around hauling horses. And so, uh, and I also have a zero twenty in my big truck that hauls about sixty five thousand pounds, and I just hauled a big boom lift into the city to have it fixed. So, um, I I don't want you to be scared of that. Okay, since you mentioned thermostat, that brings me to my follow up question. Um, I I talked to you a month or so ago, maybe six weeks ago, and uh, and it had to do with the thermostat on my on my Lex. It's a Lexus, but it's uh-huh. a Toyota motor, a two GRFE uh, V V six. And I I went to my dealership and asked them what the thermostat is set for, and and in 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 uh, um, Fahrenheit it comes out to about one hundred and seventy eight degrees. And um, and so I listened to you. I talked to you, and you told me to go get a a, a pyrometer gun run my engine till it got warm and then sh- and then gun the top hose uh-huh and uh i did that i got the gun and i put it on the top hose and it came out to about 178 uh, right you know kind of right where the, the the dealership says the thermostat ought to be and i just i, I really i fully understand what you say about boiling off the water but are are the Toyota engineers missing something here, or I'm, I've got coming up on a quarter million miles on this car, and it's trouble free. Do well, I need to I'm worry thinking, about anything? Well, I'm thinking that is. What year is the Lexus? It's a 2012. Okay, I'm I'm thinking that I'd get on the internet and I'd go to like Rock Auto, punch in your Lexus, and see if they show a variety of thermostats. And if so, I would have put a 195 in there. I mean, that's what I would have done. That would have put the needle between the half and the three-quarter mark, and I'm perfectly comfortable with that. You already know my stance about let's get the water temperature uh, up over, oh, yeah. or the oil temperature up over 220 so that we can boil the water out of it. So Makes that, those total sense. All, yeah, so, I mean, um, and, and, and I want you to gun it after you get off the freeway for a while. 
you know, you pull off to the side of the road and just gun the upper radiator hose where it comes out of the uh, out of the uh, engine, and that's going to give mm-hmm. you the true value of the of the stuff. But I got to run. But thank you very much for your call. Thank you very much for listening, and thank you very much for for uh, and telling me I have a California listener. That's nice. Thank you very much, Steve. You're up next. How can I help you? I had a 2021 Nissan Versa. I was reading the owner's manual, and it was talking about uh, don't put the transmission in neutral, like when you're on the freeway or something. Instead, it could cause uh, damage. It does have the CVT transmission. I was wondering if there's any, uh, what the rationale behind that is. Well, the the, 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 the constant velocity transmission is just kind of a one speed. And, right. um, and, it's, and it's got, uh, you know... <laughs> If you if you're if you're doing seventy miles an hour, then the the, the drive pulley inside, if I can create a visual for you, is at right, is right. is at the very bottom of the shivs, and you throw it into neutral, and then it'll rise to the top of the shiv, and then you drop it back down into drive, and it's going to want to go to the bottom again, and I don't okay. think that's a great idea for the transmission that you have that doesn't represent one percent right. of all the transmissions in the world. Okay, that was what I was just curious about, the, the revs dropping down, so then when you put it back in, it's going to jerk it all the way up and whatnot. So it, It's oh. going to it's gonna go, now, any other automatic transmission is going to slip right in and slip right out, but your CV's not that way. So I agree right. with that, that caution. Thank you for that. Thank okay. you. Thank you. Have a great day. All righty. And uh, when we come back, um, and, I, and I know that I left Tom. Tom, you'll be my first caller, but before, I'm going to take Tom, and then I'm going to tell you, and I'm going to read you something that's going to say it's, it's basically this. We are getting lots of customers that tell us that they don't want any China parts used in their cars. Um, I spend $35,000 a month or $1,750 a day buying parts for your car. <laughs> I hear China, China, China all the time, and I want... Uh, and I also hear from, I only want GM parts in my Escalade. I only want to Ford parts in my Expedition, blah, 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 blah. So we're going to talk about that on the other side of this break. So about 32, 33, 34 minutes after the hour, in about four minutes or so, five minutes or so, we're going to talk about this. And I'm going to tell you, and I'll give you a little teaser right now. The fact of the matter is there's one company in the whole world that makes thermostats. One company. An intimate evening with Larry Elder, brought to you by Breaking Battlegrounds. Larry loves Arizona and our audience, and he'll be joining us for a private talk about the future of the country, race relations, education wars, and the Californization of states like ours for an especially small and select group of us. We wanted to make this event small for maximum interaction and communication and are limiting the event to the first 75 people who can join us in the beautiful hills of Paradise Valley. We also have VIP tickets for a very limited few to join Larry for dinner catered by a nationally acclaimed award-winning local chef. You will not want to miss this rare evening with special and crucial insights from one of the best minds in our movement. Go to 960thepatriot.com now for tickets and event info. That's 960thepatriot.com. An evening with Larry Elder, brought to you by Breaking Battlegrounds. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm -mm. Text and catch the bus. Text and miss your stop. Wait, 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 wait. Text and be late to work. Sorry, I'm late. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. 
text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. <clears throat> Who, me? Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. <sighs> text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Ugh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Text and catch the bus. Text and miss your stop. Wait, 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 wait. Text and be late to work. Sorry, I'm late. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. <clears throat> Who, me? Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. <sighs> Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Ugh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. As a young teenage boy, I didn't even know what autism was. How do you even spell that? A few years later, I heard that a friend's cousin's son had been diagnosed with autism. I still wasn't sure what that really meant. When I went to college, my roommate's brother had autism. When I moved to the city for work, my best friend called me and told me his son had been diagnosed with autism. We were both in shock. I still remember the day I walked into the house and saw that look on my wife's face. I knew something was wrong. I'll never forget how I felt when she said, Our son has autism. Autism is getting closer to home. Today, one in 88 children is diagnosed with autism. That's a 1,000% increase in the last 40 years. Learn more at AutismSpeaks.org signs. Early diagnosis can make a lifetime of difference. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. Everybody, 34 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. Let me tell you about the automatic transmission exchange real quick. Phil's been around in the Phoenix area since 1968. He knows transmissions. He started when they were simple, two speeds and three speeds, all the way to the electronics where we use a computer to shift solenoids to make you go from first, second, third, fourth, fifth, overdrive, and lockup. So we have that kind of stuff. So if you're needing a, a transmission shop, the only one I can recommend is 40th Street in Washington called Automatic Transmission Exchange. The abbreviation often used is ATE. And we're going to go to Tom because Tom's been waiting, and I'm going to do him first, and then I'm going to read you my information about parts. Tom, how can I help you? Hi, Mark. Love your show. Great service to the community. And um, I've got a uh, 2010 F-150, and um, what I'm experiencing is if I'm driving, say, 45 miles an hour, and uh, and I'm just barely touching the gas, just just enough to kind of maintain the speed i'll feel like kind of a little hesitation or a little bump um continually as i if i'm just like barely touching the gas now if i accelerate it accelerates and shifts and does everything just fine but if i'm just kind of floating 
maintaining speed at about 45. And I'm driving right now. I can feel it right now. It's almost feels, it's so okay. slight, it almost feels like a little bump in the road. But okay, stop, stop, stop. Take it out of overdrive right now. Push your button yeah, at the end of your column. Okay. It should go away. All right. Here's why. 45 I, mile an hour is when we're go. locking up the converter or the torque converter or the or putting you into overdrive and, and you're in that and you're feathering throttle. The transmission or the computer doesn't know what you want. And so I I'm quite sure that if you take it out of overdrive or you take it take it out of lockup. Um, that it will go away. Another way to take it out of lockup is, is as you're throttling easy, just gently apply the brake. It's not enough to slow the car down, but enough to turn the lights on. That cancels lockup. So a good tranny oh. guy could drive that in a heartbeat. And I think as you drive down the road, you get it to happen, you get it to happen, your right foot's just doing whatever you're doing, and then you just take your left foot and you just barely touch the brake pedal, and then all of a sudden it'll stop and nothing will happen, and it will be normal, and then you let go of the brake pedal and count to 10, and it'll come back. If that's the case, stop driving at 45 miles an hour and stop feathering the damn pedal. <laughs> okay, one, one, one last follow-up question, and that is when I stop at a light or when I take off from a light, I feel a bump, and uh, my independent mechanic guy, he's ASE certified, but an independent mechanic runs a welding shop now, but... He said, that's fairly normal on the Fords. They all do that. And I had it on my 2001 as well. Okay, well, I'd have to feel it, but if it's got a broken motor mount, it'll thump. And and you said it's no, a 2000. No, it's not a broken motor mount. He checked that. Okay, well, I want you to check it. I want you okay. to open up the hood. You're sitting still. There's nothing in front of your car at all. And you're looking through the crack of the hood, and you put it in drive, hold your foot firmly on the brake, and then start revving the motor up. Wapa, 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 a little faster and harder. And watch the motor. It should not move much. Then you're going to take it out of drive and put it in reverse and do the same thing. The movement in reverse and drive should be the same. Neither one of them should, and, and if there's a broken motor mount, the motor will lift up, and you'll go, holy mackerel, you'll pull the throttle away, and then boom, it'll fall back down. And then obviously he missed that, but I'd, somebody'd have to drive it right, to see well, what the deal is. But I want you to test the motor mounts, okay? Yeah. All right. It. Thank you much. You betcha. Okay, who makes parts for your car? People say I don't want any China parts. People say I want GM parts for my Escalade. I want Ford parts for my Ford. Blah 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 blah. There is no such thing as a Ford factory that builds your parts. They buy it everywhere else. So China, China, China. That's all I hear is China. Okay, so I put together a team of guys. These guys probably have 100 or 200 years of experience buying parts, but there's one big dog. I can't use his name, but they all say, you got to talk to the big dog. So I call up the big dog, and I say, I need some of your time. So here's the answer. Okay, you ready? From a global point of view, from a global point of view, I'm going to say that again. From a global point of view, one gasket company makes 20% of the gaskets they sell, and then they buy the other 80% from other gasket makers. So the gasket can be in any one of about 20 different boxes, but it's the same gasket. One big company makes thermostats. One big company globally makes thermostats. One. So you can go buy all the thermostats and all the boxes you want, but it's the same damn thermostat. One oil filter makes one oil filter maker makes 
of all automotive oil filters. And I'm not going to give you the name of the company either. So you got a 50-50 chance. You think of one in two chance, no matter what box is in, I, I buy the cheapest one. There's five companies that make 90% of the spark plugs in the world. Five companies. So you can go buy them fancy, dancy ones that cost $20, $30, $40 a piece because they give you two sparks and all that other stuff. But it's coming from one of those five companies. There's six China companies that make 90% of the front-wheel drive and CV axles. 90%. I don't care where that axle's coming out of a box. It could be Chevy, Ford, Honda, Toyota, uh, you know, Saab. It could whatever. 90% of all front-wheel drive and rear-wheel drive constant velocity axles, CV axles, um, comes from one six, um, six China companies. Eight China companies make 75% of the motor mounts. Eight China companies make 75% of all the motor mounts. Fifteen companies globally make 80% of the automotive batteries. I think they're probably pretty close to all the same. 20 manufacturers make 80% of the brake pads and shoes in the night in the United States. And one guy came to the party and said, and it comes in 50 different boxes, and they had a big argument about that. But I settled on 50. They all agreed on 50, but some of them said it was even more than that. 20 manufacturers make 80% of the brake pads and shoes of all the United States, and they're in 50 or 60 box, 50 plus boxes. And then hub bearings. So real quick, I'm going to do this after the break. So I have to take a break right now. But meet me, and we're going to do the dollars. How much money goes where between the cost of the part and on your car? And I'll answer that right after this. This is Matt Crowder, live at the gas station on 41st Street, reporting on those skyrocketing gas prices. Excuse me, miss, are you buying less gas now because of the high prices? Oh, I never pay full price for gas anymore. I just use the free GetUpside app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute, are you saying you actually get paid cash when you buy gas with the GetUpside app? Yes, I get real cash back every time I buy gas. Well, does that actually add up to anything? I've made around $200. Wow, well, there you have it. Stop paying full price for gas. Download the free GetUpside app and get real cash back every time you buy gas. This is Matt Crowder, Radio News Network. Download the free GetUpside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code STATE for a $5 bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank, to PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code STATE for a $5 bonus on your first tank. That's code STATE. Adopt U.S. Kids presents Multiple Choice Parenting. You're bringing your daughter to her favorite pop star's concert. Do you A, wear earplugs? Isn't this fun, Dad? I have a soft pretzel. B, remember the moment with matching concert t-shirts. That's going to be 180 bucks. Or we can just take a photo. C, show her how you used to do concerts. We're going crowd surfing. I can't. It's too heavy. Oh, my God. Or D, just roll with it. Woo, Justin, look at us from here. Justin, just 
did. OMG. He just did. I love you, Justin. I love you. When it comes to parenting, there are no perfect answers. But that's okay, because you don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Teens in foster care will love you just the same. For more information on how you can adopt, visit adoptuskids.org slash AZ. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt US Kids, and the Ad Council. I started my adventure in the Air Force Reserve as a payload system operator. A flight medic in the Air Force Reserve. I'm a pilot for the Air Force Thunderbirds demonstration team. We do a lot in a little bit of time, and we have to do it very efficiently. It's a very exciting career. The Reserve gave me the opportunity to learn something totally different from what I did. The training in the Air Force Reserve is second to none. The most exciting thing in the Air Force Reserve is to be able to travel. It gave me the opportunity to go to college. That was definitely a bonus. And the Air Force Reserve gave me all those opportunities, and then even more. Start your adventure in the Air Force Reserve. Okay, I'm not going to make you wait any longer. Um, I'm going to tell you a story that's true, and I verified it. And you're, you're going to just, you're not going to believe it, but I don't care. Remember that upper engine mount? Um, there's an upper engine mount for a 2004 Ultima. And um, they took this upper engine mount to China. And the guy says, I'll make it for $8.50 each. I'll cut the two pieces of metal on either side and I'll put the appropriate holes in them to mount. I'll take the pillow, the big rubber pillow in the middle, and I'll vulcanize it to the two pieces. I'll do all that myself and I'll sell it to you for eight fifty. I talked to a group of guys that said his cost was eight and a quarter, but he sold millions of motor mounts and he makes twenty five cents a piece. So folks, listen to me carefully. 25 per, 25 cents of that axle stayed in China. 25 cents of an $8.50 axle stayed in China. Now, we got to get that thing into the West Coast, so we got a boat that's going to haul that axle to the West Coast. Let's pretend the boat holds a jillion, million, trillion axles. They're going to cost <laughs> about a buck a piece or a penny a piece. Take your pick, I don't care. Then when it gets there, we're going to put it on a truck and it's going to have to go to a what we call a warehouse, a WD, and a distribution point. So we got a trucking charge for the axle. And that stays in the United States. The shipping charge stays in the United States, but the 25 cent axle charge stays in Texas or um, in in China. So it gets here and it gets to a warehouse, and then it goes to a jobber, and then it goes to an installer, me, and then it goes to you. That's how it works. Everybody's stepping on that thing. Who do you think makes the most money on that axle? Is it the warehouse? Is it the jobber? Like the jobber is O'Reilly's and AutoZone and and Napa and, and CarQuest, that kind of stuff. Those guys are jobbers. Or is it the installer, me, who makes the most money? The answer is, is I do. I make the most money. You remember that $8.50 axle in China? Okay. By the time it gets to me, it's going to cost me $45 to $50. So between $8.50 and $45 to $50, all of that money stays in the United States. I'm going to sell it to you for $73. Okay? That's how it works. I don't care. I'll, you can stand toe-to-toe with me anytime you want, but I have a team of guys that have hundreds of years of experience, and this has taken me a month to put this together. A month. So I'm going to tell you again, that China guy made $0.25 cents on the axle, and he sold it to somebody for $8.50. 
then we had to transport it here on a boat, then it had to be taken and put on a truck, and then it had to go to a what we call a warehouse, and from the warehouse it goes to the jobber, that's the parts store that sells it, then it goes to Mark Salem, and then it goes to your car. So uh, I'm going to tell you one more time. You're going to pay $73 for it, and I'm gonna, it's going to cost me between $45 and $50, depending on where I buy it. So if $8.50 of that axle stayed in China, then the rest of the $73, $8 less $73, or $73 less $8, is in the United States. It's in the United States. And they all agree unequivocally that that's the case almost in every every part made in China. It's just that our economy is different. We all agree it's not a place we want to move. We all agree that we don't approve of the government. We all approve of how they treat people is not very good. We all agree with that. But it's just a different economy, and it's a different kind of place. We give them plans, and they make the part based on our plans, and then we test the part. So... When you tell me that you don't want any Chinese parts in your car, I want you to know my head starts swimming really, really bad. Okay, we're going to go to the phones. Bob, how can I help you today? Uh, Good morning, Mark. Um, A while back, my best friend passed. His daughter just gave me one of his vehicles, and uh, we were going through his garage. He was kind of a hoarder. Okay. I've ended up with like, uh, well, a dozen or so jugs of unopened oil and uh what's the stuff you put in the radiator <laughs> oh cool uh, antifreeze okay yeah uh like i say a bunch of does that stuff get old should i keep it if i don't want to keep it what do i do it give me a suggestion well um you can take it to an auto repair shop we all we all know how we're going to recycle coolant so we all all deal with that on a regular basis um, and, and you can take it to an auto parts store, and most of them will take a coolant as a recycle as long as you bought something from them. So go buy five quarts of oil and an oil filter and take your coolant in and see if they'll take it. Um, uh-huh. Just it, when you take the cap off the antifreeze, is the uh, aluminum uh, cover broken or is yes. it still no, intact? No, it's not. That's, that was my point. Okay. How long does that stuff keep? It's forever. It uh, lasts it forever. It's never been opened. It's forever. <laughs> Is it a fifty-fifty? Oh. Does it tell you to mix one gallon of that uh, with one gallon? Of... Yeah, a couple of them are fifty-fifty. A couple of them are uh, uh, saw, uh, what do you call it? Zero. In other words, they're full, full right. antifreeze, no fifty. Yeah. Okay. So, so and you... the oil is different okay. weights of stuff. So. The oil's going to be fine, and the coolant's going to be fine. You can decide what you want to do. The coolant is you don't even know because you haven't opened it and you haven't crack the seal but it could be green it could be orange it could be pink it could be red it could be a bunch of different colors but whatever's yeah, on the outside of it tells you what it is yeah they're all oh. brand name stuff okay well, okay I'll, all right i'll figure out that it's, it's good i'll keep it if not maybe i'll just donate it to one of the shops somewhere okay yeah, you thank can do you. that all yeah. right thank you right. thank you and uh, coolant and oil okay craig you're up next how can i help you and thank you for holding uh yes mark uh, i got a 2005 chevy tahoe 4.8 liter vortex got 235,000 miles on it. I'm um, having trouble starting it. Uh, hit the key and it starts up and then it shuts off. You do this probably three, four times and then it'll stay running. Okay. Sometimes it won't even, it won't catch, it won't start. Okay. It won't this stay what, running. This is what I want you to do. I want you to turn the key on, but don't go to the start position. Count to three or four. Turn it off. Okay. 
count to three okay. or four, turn it on. I want you to cycle the key on three or four times. Okay. Every time you turn the key on it, we fire up the fuel pump. Then okay. if you say, after cycling the key on and off four times, the fifth time, it starts right up and runs. Well, we've got a problem with fuel pressure, and I have had you prime that motor by turning the key to the on position, counting to three or four until it stops buzzing and turn it off. So I found out that the system wasn't pressurized, and if we pressurize it by cycling the key on and off three or four or five times, then it starts and runs. So now we have to find out where it's leaking. Do we have an injector leaking, or is the fuel pressure regulator leaking? So we have to find out where it's leaking. And more than likely, it's in the tank, and more than likely, it's in in the pump. Does it have to be, do you have to do that four times? Because, I mean, I've done that at least three times and it doesn't start, but I've, I don't think I've tried it the fourth time. Well, you can do it as many times as you want. The real question is, is we're priming the fuel system when we turn the key to the on position. We're not cranking yes. it over. We're priming yes. the fuel system. Yes, and, and I've, I've been doing that just to try to get it to, to get it to catch. Yeah. So, I mean, if you put a pressure gauge, if you went and rented a pressure gauge at an auto parts store and screwed it onto the fuel rail, you'd be able to see all this happening. You, you you screw it on, and it's got six pounds of pressure on it. You turn it on, it pumps to eight, and you turn it on, and it goes to 12, and so forth. And, forth. and then all of a sudden, you'll say, hey, Mark, it starts when it's at 16, or it starts at 20, and it runs okay. fine. We still got to fix the problem on when you shut it off at night, it should have the same problem, the pressure in the fuel system as the next morning. It should stay the same. Yes, yes. Okay. So there's a check valve in the fuel pump, and there's a fuel pressure regulator, and both of those can leak and cause you the problem that you have. Check valve in the what? A check it, There's a, a check valve in the pump. More, more than okay. likely, there's a check valve in the pump, and then okay. you have a fuel pressure regulator somewhere in the fuel system that's supposed to maintain pressure when you turn the key off. Now you could have you could have a bad fuel injector too, and if if you want to figure that out, then pull all the spark plugs, and usually the bad fuel injector will be a little darker in color than the rest of them. Okay. Okay. Yep. Thank you very much. Oh, you're welcome. Good luck to you. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. We're going to have another hour of car talk, but you're welcome to join in now. There's five lines available. And Gill's the operator and the general and the pilot of my plane, of the plane that is owned by the radio station. I get to sit in the, in the, in the first-class seats. I don't ever yell at Gill because he has the steering wheel in his hands, and I don't want him to shove it forward and have the plane nosedive into the next mountain. <laughs> so he's the one I have to please. Nevertheless, 602-508-0960 if you want to talk about cars, if you have a car question or something like that. I had the opportunity to uh, speak to a whole bunch of RV people uh, yesterday that were down in Casa Grande, and there was 140-some-odd coaches there of one particular brand. And the uh, people that took the stage before me were people that represented the coach maker. And I felt sorry for those guys because I think that they came unprepared for the some of the uh, frustrations of the people that owned the coach. I was really, really impressed, though, that he they maintained their cool, and so did the audience. Nobody really got stupid. But one of the things that I was teaching was real simple. Number one, at 200 degrees, if you temperature check your tire with one of those guns, as you should, 
and you gun the tire where the tread meets the sidewall. That's called the crown. So instead of checking it with air, with an air uh, gauge, check it with the temperature gun. Just gun the tire. Put your gun about three or four inches from the edge of the tire. has a little red dot. And take the temperature of your tire. The glue comes apart at 200. You don't ever want to be close to 200. What you're looking for is, is all of them to be the same. So I said to the people with RVs, you got 10 tires. What's the wife doing when you're out there washing the windshield and filling it up? She needs to do what my wife's doing. You don't have to get your fingernails dirty. You don't have to check the air. Just walk around and gun all 10 tires, and we're just looking for the same. They all should be 110 to 120 Fahrenheit. Perfect. One of them is 140 or 150, or one of them is 170 or 180. That tire's got a problem. It's probably underinflated, probably got a nail in it, probably lost some air, and it's getting really hot. And when it gets close to 200, it can happen at 190, 195, but it's going to happen at 200. That tire's coming apart, whether it has air in it or not. So that 200 Fahrenheit number is a very important for people with motorhomes. But if you have a car or a truck, and say you haul horses like I do, when we stop for fuel, my wife Renee gets out with her temperature gun and she guns all the tires on the dually, the truck. There's six tires there, and then there's, depending on which trailer we've got, there's four to eight tires on the trailer. And it's probably full of cows or horses or something like that. So she guns all the tires, and she gets back in the car. Her fingernails didn't get dirty. She didn't get dirty. And I said, how'd I do? She says, they're all well within reason. I said, what does that mean? And she says, they're all within 10, 10 uh, degrees of one another. She says, as a matter of fact, we're going from Phoenix to Tucson. The sun's on the east side of the truck, and the tire's on the right side of the truck that face the sun, because when it's in the afternoon, she says, they're a little bit hot on the left side. And I thought, wow. She picked up on that. The sunny side of the truck on the right side. So the right side truck tires and the right side course trailer tires were running a little hotter than the left side, and it had to do with the sun. And as soon as we turned east in Tucson and headed towards Wilcox, I stopped and gunned the tires. They were all the same. That's because the sun had gone down, too. <laughs> but anyway, 602-508-0960. You've got five lines open. Gil's not snoring yet. He's the one that's going to handle the, your, your call, and you're welcome to join. 602-508-0960. If you're listening to us on iHeartRadio, I'll give you 888-960-9696. Toll-free, outside Phoenix. 888 960 96, 96. And we have been getting quite a few calls that later identify them to, to Gil or to me as an iHeartRadio fan. And you're welcome to call in because the show is live. The only difference is, is they put me on a little bit of a, de- a delay in case the caller or Mark Salem says a bad word. Then Gil pushes a button and it magically deletes the bad word. So when I call Gil, he can just push a button and make all that go away. Um, He doesn't usually do that because I don't call him names. (laughs) But nevertheless, 602-508-0960, that's the Phoenix number, 602-508-0960. My name's Mark Salem. When we come back, we're going to do another hour of car talk, and we can probably do 10, 15 calls in that hour, and you're welcome to join us. The lines right right now have two. We've got three open, but you've got a chance at those, and that's all you have to do, 602-508-0960. I'm Mark Salem. This is 960 The Patriot in Phoenix, and we'll be back with the car show right after this. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.